Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to Probably a Podcast. Um, You guys, we are nearing the end of the season, which is exciting, sad, uncomfortable, and happy, and lovely, and terrible all at the same time. Okay, because you guys have to go a full month without hearing from my bitch ass. But like, let's act like I'm not a fucking as if I can't stay away from social media. I'm going to be on there. I'm going to be on every form of social media. And when I don't do podcasts, I just chat all the time. It's funny because sometimes I'm like, I wonder if people think I'm on drugs. And then I'm like, no, I tell them when I'm on drugs anytime. So I'm not. But today I was like recording Instagram stories and I was like, wow. If I was watching me, I'd be like, what stimulant is she on? <laughs> I'm like, it me, my brain. I say it all the time. It's a prison in here. It's a very stimulated prison that I do appreciate being a part of as a whole, but um, sometimes it's exhausting. Um, so we are, this is the last solo episode of the season. I've been really leaning into more solo episodes just because I just like really love fucking talking to you guys. And also because, um, I feel like I have a lot of long form conversation today. I felt so smart. I was on this business call. She's a business lady. I was uh, me with fucking olives on my titties. If you're watching this, I'm wearing a tank. If you're listening to this, I guess I'm wearing a tank top that has like olives on toothpicks on my nipples on the shirt and I'm like I'm a business lady okay I have businesses (laughs) um no but I was on a business call today and I felt so like I don't even even know how to explain it I was like you know so long form long conversation uh uh content is my favorite just I have a podcast I was like me always plug always plug always plug but it's true like a long form conversation really is just my favorite way to talk to you guys and I'm really happy that I get to do that and you guys are here and I love you guys and I'm I'm entering my beep boop boop bop I have nothing to say phase I literally cannot get over the fact that someone gave me a sweatshirt that said that as my uh live show I love that so much but um I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be filled with motherfucking chat okay so this will be the last solo podcast of this season. Um, all right, so some updates. Let's let's start with some updates. And then I have a very exciting podcast episode for you because today, today I was fixated. We're going to say this before I do the updates. Um, I was really fixated on, I don't know why. Why did I wake up? Oh, oh I know why. Um, I was on Instagram because here's the thing about me. When I first wake up, and here's the thing. I am dating slash want to be with this man for the rest of my life. A man who wakes up and pours himself a glass of ice water, squeezes lemon in it, writes out some shit or like sits in the grass and meditates or reads a book. And I will, I try to be better, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening to this and you feel bad about yourself, don't, Hey, don't, because when I wake up, the first thing I do, I pick up my phone. I say, what's going on? I scroll. I just, just scroll, 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 scroll till my literal, like, like brain wakes up the blue light penetrates my auras and I'm like now I'm awake I think it's a fantastic way to wake up all these scientists that are like hey don't look at blue light right when you wake up hey don't do this it's bad for you I say no I say are you that smart because one thing about me a second I wake up I look at my phone I'm looking at blue light I'm like wow that really just woke me up like a cup of coffee and then guess what I'm gonna do I'm still gonna go have a cup of coffee and then I'm double awake I'm double awake okay I'm blue light coffee cup awake and that is it's a fun way to exist sometimes I wonder why do I chat so much and then I think you literally infiltrate yourself with blue light coffee blue light coffee blue light coffee and a lot of people think it's unhealthy but I think it's kind of fun I think it's fun to exist like this so if you are driving to work you're a nurse you're a teacher you just work in you know you're doing the lord's work for all of us out here and you're like god I feel really bad at myself I didn't drink hot lemon water and manifest this morning and think about the moon's phases that's okay 
I didn't fucking do that either. I literally woke up, yeeted myself with blue light and then had a cup of coffee. And I feel fantastic. <laughs> I feel fantastic and a little bit neurotic, but that's okay because I like living this way. All right. So anyways, I woke up this morning. I said, I'm going to scroll. Who did I see? My favorite person in the whole world. I saw Ina Grace and she was talking about, she told me about some manifesting big, big day, big, huge day to manifest. And I was like, that reminds me. That reminds me that last year, the same day, this must be like the manifesting day, manifestation day, whatever it is. Um, and I remember I was on a vacation with my parents. I was on a, this is important to the story because of the um, stationery that this was on. I was at the beach with my parents and it wasn't like a summer month. It was like a fall-ish month. So I think it was September, like late September, maybe. It's probably cheaper. That's why my parents got it. God bless them. We're always, this is a finance podcast. We're saving money. And, um, I think I had saw Anna Grace's say this, or maybe she called me and said this, but it was like the day of all days to manifest. And I thought to myself, I'm going to do this thing that she talked about and that I keep seeing on Instagram, which is you're going to get a piece of paper where you can do this any day. It doesn't have to be the world's manifestation day. And you write to yourself a year from now, you guys are probably thinking to yourself, bitch, we fucking see this on TikTok. You are not, this is not profound. I'm not saying it is. I'm just explaining to you guys the story. So you write to yourself a year later as if you already are that person, right? So it was this sheet of paper and I wrote like, I don't know the date now. I need to find this. This is part of the story because I could not fucking find it earlier today. You write like September 28th, 2024. I am. And then you say like something you want to be, something you want to do, something you have, something you want. You like write it as if you are that person, AKA manifesting this truth for yourself. And I was like, I am all in. I'm going to write this shit. So I wrote this and I thought about it today because Anna Grace was talking about it. I'm like, oh, it's getting nearer that time. I need to find that piece of paper because, oh my God, I am almost positive that everything I wrote last September has come true like minus one or two things so then I was thinking to myself I just saw that piece of paper whenever I was moving now if you guys recall if you guys listen to the podcast then you will know that I my moves have not been fluid okay so when I moved out of my old house granny landlord house okay yes we're going to court um if you if you remember I moved out of that and I put everything in not storage but kind of storage slash kind of like moved it into the an apartment beautiful apartment I'm still like god bless you Wendy I love you um a little apartment and then I moved into this house. So anyways, today I woke up and I don't know why. Do you ever get fixated on something and you know it's the exact opposite? I almost texted producer Courtney being like, "Pull me out. Get me out of this. Get me out of here." Because I was spending 1 full hour looking for this motherfucking scrap of paper when I needed to be doing anything but that. And I was looking for this scrap of paper because I was like, "Fuck, it's on this hotel beach stationery. I know exactly what it looks like. We were at some like hotel or some Airbnb that had cute little beach stationary. I wrote it on that and it's somewhere. And I want to prove to myself that I've done everything anyways, amongst looking for this scrap of paper for an hour, I found a journal. I found a journal, ladies and gentlemen, this journal, look at this. Isn't this just give 2016? Okay. Not the rifle paper company. Nope. But 130 ruled pages made in the USA. Is it, is it anyways, I, I found this journal and I've got it marked because amongst looking for this sheet of paper from last year, I found something from seven years ago. And earlier on my Instagram page, on my Instagram page, oh my God, what am I, fucking 90? <laughs> on my Instagram story, I was like talking about this journal that I found. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I cannot believe all of this happened five years ago. And then I realized that 2016 is seven years ago. And I also reminded myself, I'm not good at math, even though this is a finance podcast, which you guys are going to fucking die. Let me just switch gears real quick. My mom sent me because how sweet is Sharon K that she has Google alerts turned on for me. <laughs> Scary. Um, she has Google alerts turned on for me. And she told me that, and I immediately picked up my phone and voice and mode producer Courtney. I was like, Courtney, we did it. We made it. Apparently, allegedly, because I have been, <laughs> because I have been saying this is the finance podcast so many times on the podcast, we are somehow, I don't know if it's fucking Siri, Alexa, whatever robot in our lives or whatever algorithm in our lives is doing this. But allegedly we are now popping up on like fraudulently, we are popping up on finance related advertisements. Like, um, my mom sent me this Google alert that was like six finance related podcasts you need to listen to. Now that's on them for not doing their fucking homework. Like that's on them. It is what it is. It's not my fault. It's not my fault that they're going to listen to this and hear us talking about us popping our pussy and shaking our asses on yachts and boofing around. That's not, that's not on me. Okay. But, uh, allegedly we are somehow 
showing up on finance related advertisements. And that, that excites me. <laughs> that excites me because as you guys know, this is a finance podcast. That was such a loud clap. You're um, in tech world because me and Courtney are women in tech. Um, you clap when you want someone to edit something out of a podcast. And so Courtney, don't edit this out. I need everyone to know this is a finance podcast. All right, literally at current, I'm having a renovation done to my house. So when I tell you I am trying to save money because I keep spending money, I am trying, okay? I'm trying to be better about it, but the cold hard facts are I am just simply always gonna be buying food. Things for my new house, renovations for the new house, and just straight up everyday items like deodorant because I ain't trying to stink, toothpaste, you know the drill, makeup, I've gotta get these things. Also, maybe a little treat for myself every once in a while, sue me, but the trick that I've been using lately is Ibotta, and I've talked about it a million times before, but I won't stop talking about it because you get cash back on all the things that you were literally already going to buy anyways. It's like free money. With inflation right now, I think that we can all agree that something as simple and easy as uploading your receipt when you get back home, come on, we can all do this, from shopping is an easy enough task when doing that means that you get money to spend and use towards something fun. The average Ibotta user gets up to $120 in a year, just straight up cash back from shopping. That's like a flight somewhere or a fancy dinner that you don't feel guilty about or just straight up anything you want to spend money on. And it's so easy. That's the thing about Ibotta. They give you real cash, not all these little point situations the other apps do. Real money, the green stuff, baby, with our founding fathers on it. You can put it right in your bank account, PayPal, gift cards, whatever you want. But it is money, not points, okay? I use Ibotta all the time at Sephora. Like I said, makeup, Lowe's for all my new house stuff. Got to get those air filters. I like being a homeowner. You just have so many things you have to do. Best Buy for all my business expenses and so much more. And right now, Ibotta is offering my listeners $5 just by trying Ibotta and using the code probably when you register. Just go to the app store, Google Play, and download the free Ibotta app and use code probably. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or app store and use code probably. I found this journal from a very long time ago and I thought to myself, I would make it like a teeny tiny little segment. And then I thought to myself, I says to myself, no, this is motherfucking gold and embarrassing. And one thing about me, I'm going to be okay with embarrassing myself in front of you guys because this is a trust tree. I don't know why when I am on this podcast, I feel like you guys and I are just FaceTiming and y'all say that sometimes, which makes you really happy. You're like, I feel like we're on FaceTime. And I'm like, no, that's a problem because I feel like we're on FaceTime and I feel like no one will ever have access to the things I say ever again. So I say everything. And then I remember that the internet lives on forever. And I'm just out here fucking saying the craziest shit and divulging the craziest information from 2016. And I'm like, no one will ever see that again or see hear, hear about that again. And you guys were like, mm, it's on the internet. Anyways, I'm going to do that for you guys today. But first, let us talk about the live show. Okay. Because again, I was looking for that stupid little manifestation. I, I, th I think the movers threw it away. I don't think they want me to be great. I think the movers were like, mm, she's accomplished all of these things and we don't want her to remember that. <laughs> threw it away. And that didn't happen because I do love black tie movers and they probably took care of everything very nicely. All right. So found the journal, but let's take it back a notch. Let's go back to the live shows. We had a live show in DC. We had a live show in New York. Guys, they were absolutely litty titties. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I cannot believe, um, I'm not to sound like every guy I've ever dated in my life in Nashville, but like, I felt like a touring musician. Like I felt like, <laughs> I felt like I was on tour because we are on tour, but like, holy shit. It was like two shows in a row. No problem. DC and New York so close together. We can do that. It made me so frightened for my, uh, Texas shows, not frightened, but I was just like, damn, I gotta be on it, on it, on it, on it. But you guys make that very easy. And the best thing I ever did was decide to put meet and greets before, which by the way, the Dallas show is sold out, but there are still meet and greets available. If you're listening to this and you're going to the Dallas show, please buy a meet and greet ticket because one it is helpful for me and my finances. And two, Talking to you guys beforehand calms me down to a level that you can quite literally not understand. The, after the Nashville show, I had the meet and greet after, which was wonderful. I was riding a high. I had so much adrenaline pumping. I love chatting with you guys, but I was so nervous before the Nashville show. The DC and New York show, definitely still nervous beforehand, like making sure I'm like ready and have everything prepared. But the overall aura of the night you guys set such a tone when y'all just come and talk to me. It made me feel so good, made me feel so relaxed. So anyways, all that to be said, I loved that change in the live shows that I was able to talk to you guys and hang out with you guys beforehand. Like it was just instrumental in my overall like vibe beforehand. And so I just really appreciate you guys listening to this and then being there in person and just like, holy shit. It's like, it's such a, 
I know this sounds like lame, whatever, but it's like, it's such, you haven't actually heard lame until I read this bad boy. Holy shit. This journal. I literally was reading to producer Courtney. I'm like, I wrote this out loud. Literally like, what the fuck? Anyways, um, it feels so lame to say, but like you guys are just like making me realize it's my dream come true to meet you all in person and realize that y'all are all supporting me. And I know I let a lot of like negative self-talk, negative outside talk get into me. And then you meet these like people in person at the meet and greets. And you're just like, oh my God, y'all are the fucking coolest, nicest, hottest girls ever people come to my mean greet i'm like first of all gotta buy that gotta have that I, this is a finance podcast i'm not trying to buy clothes anymore but y'all show up looking fucking 10 out of 10 and i want to buy everything you're wearing so we're not going to do that we're not going to buy the clothes you're wearing but i just really appreciate you guys being there and there are still meet and greets available for dallas and austin and houston okay so i'm excited all right so live shows were fantastic i needed to prioritize a little bit more maybe the time I spend sleeping, I think I was just like, haha, this is fun. Like you feel like you're on a girl's trip and me and producer Courtney are like so close. So I'm just like, haha, this is fun. And we're laughing, we're hanging out. And then I'm like, oh, so we need, I need to be better at being like after the show, me and you, Courtney, we're going to fucking go back to the hotel. We're going to go to sleep instead of being like, Courtney, do you want to go to dinner at 1030? It feels fun. You want to go? And producer Courtney's probably like, no, but she's like, sure. That seems fun. And I'm like, perfect. Um, so Texas, Nah, I'll probably still get Lady Tuesdays afterwards. You guys let me know where to go. We'll go. Um, but I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It's right around the corner. We have a BB Boop I have nothing to say break coming up in October. I hope you guys don't miss me because like I said, I'll be all over social media. But let's get back to the actual nuts and bolts of this podcast, which is the Dear Diary portion. And it's not Dear Diary because I never wrote Dear Diary. I wrote Dear Journal. I didn't write that at all, actually. Um, this, I almost asked Taylor to come on this episode just because a lot of this, like Taylor was so instrumental to this part of my life because we were just in the motherfucking thick of it. Here's the thing. And this is why I wish she was here. So we could kind of like one, I just like never like talk about someone realistically in this at, in this like context when they're not here. So I'm like, I'm like, I want you to be here because we're going to be talking about your life and your heartbreaks too. But I'm also like, I won't touch too much on that, but it's just crazy that Taylor and I, and Anna Grace and I, Anna Grace and I live our lives parallel in a way that's so fucking weird. Like everything in our lives happens at the same time. But before I met Anna Grace, Taylor and I, it was like, when I went through my biggest heartbreak in the world and thank God I had Taylor there for me, thank God she was there for me and her ex and her were still together and they were happy. And then literally two months later, the exact same thing. Well, not exact, but like a very similar heartbreak. Both of our biggest heartbreaks thus far in our lives happened at the same time. And when you are two 22 year old girls going through heartbreak at the same time, like thank fucking God TikTok wasn't around then. I don't know what would live in perpetuity for me. I don't know. I don't know what would happen. Like I, hell hath no fury is two best friends at 22 years old who were living in Nashville in 2016 and got heartbroken. That might sound oddly specific, but it's actually not. Okay. It's actually not. So I found this journal today when I was looking for that manifestation list that I still don't mind. I'm so salty about it. And it starts out like this. It's cringe. And I was reading this to produce recording and she goes, Shannon, I go, I cannot believe I wrote this. And she goes, Shannon, nobody writes journals with the intent of someone reading them out loud. But like also like my fucking self-absorbed self kind of was thinking I wrote in here. What did I write? I wrote that. They were, okay. Yeah. I say it in here. Anyways, you'll, you'll hear it. Um, I'm just going to go straight up honesty route and I'm going to read these as they are. I'm going to say blank for some people's names just because, you know, I'll be all cool and not like say people's names, but on June 15th, 2016, at for whatever reason, I wrote the times <laughs> at 5.56 p.m. Okay, like what? Like what was I thinking? Okay, anyways, to set the mood, I really want you guys to be able to picture this. All right, it is 5.56 p.m. Today, I decided to start a journal. It'll be, oh, sorry. I'm like, it is so, it's giving Tumblr, which I was never a Tumblr girly, but like it's giving it's giving try hard. It's giving pick me. Like, I know everyone's going to be like, that's because you are. And like, here's the thing. I know. I know. But okay. It's just like making me cringe a little bit, but whatever. I was 22 at the time when I was 22 in your mind, you literally feel like you're 33. Like when you're 22, you're like, I am so wise. I am so fucking bold. I am. So everyone wants to know what's on my mind. No one does. No one does. Okay. But here I was thinking I was really doing something. So my journal states, Today, I decided to start a journal. It'll be filled with mindless thoughts, important thoughts, and really bad handwriting. 
No, I'm like, who is the Disney character? Who is the Disney character that does the thing with the hair where she's like, Kyle always sends me her videos. Fuck. No, who is it? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to waste our time and fact check this. It's the girl who's like, I told Disney I want to do something that's never been done before. She's like, she's like, oh my God, if Kyle doesn't answer, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, 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 Jesse. Type in Jesse on Disney Channel. What's her name? Oh. Debbie Ryan. It's giving Debbie Ryan this whole journal. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle, for not answering. This whole journal is giving Debbie Ryan. I really thought I was doing something narratively, okay? This journal will be filled with mindless thoughts, important thoughts, and really bad handwriting. Like, like if you're watching this, please just know the face I'm making this like, mm. like embarrassing. Okay. This is the funniest part. Okay. So let me set the scene. 2016. I am 22 years old. I have lived in Nashville for a year and a half. Um, I'm going through a massive breakup in my life. Massive, huge. It was the love of my life. This was not my ex, John, just so you guys know. I, I have to feel like I have to say that because everyone would be like, your ex? No. So it was my ex, ex. So biggest heartbreak of my life. It was the guy that I, when we dated for a year and a half, I was like, I love you. And he's like, thank you so much for telling me that. Okay. So, uh, Kyle, who is the Disney Channel star that does this? Debbie Ryan. <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> Dude, okay. All right, all right. I quite literally just sat down to record this, and right before this, my Thrive delivery got delivered, which is amazing. It's funny because they'll deliver to Taylor's house, and then they'll come right next door and deliver to me because we are both obsessed. I'm hyper-fixated on their coffee beans right now. I don't know how to explain it. They're just hitting right. Thrive has so many things, because here's, here's the thing, guys. You know this about me. I ain't trying to go to the grocery store, mostly because why is it that you feel like you always run into everyone that you don't want to see when you're at the grocery store, okay? Like, anyways, besides that, though, besides that point, it's just not convenient. I am totally team have your groceries delivered to your house because it cuts out the unnecessary purchases that you tend to make that I tend to make when I'm just strolling aimlessly down the aisles. Thrive is my favorite thing to use to ensure that I'm ordering healthy groceries too because there really are so many healthy alternatives to food and I've discovered using Thrive's grocery subscription service. Like I discover so many delicious things. I know coffee, like I already knew what coffee was, but theirs is just, like I said, it's just different. I just love it. Some of my favorite brands they have are Amy's, Four Stigmatic, Primal Kitchen, The Honest Kitchen, and tons more. They also have way more than just food, by the way. They've got bath, beauty, body, all of it delivered right to your door and with some serious savings. I'm actually like a really visual person. So the fact that they show you the savings and the amount right there at the bottom in red, it's very helpful for me. They even tell you what percentage off it is. You really do just get so much better prices with Thrive than you would at a normal grocery store. And I've gone to all the fancy grocery stores and I'm telling you Thrive is cheaper. My last order had a total savings summary of 34%. Like that is so much. They also price match guarantee, which I love. You can curate the shopping experience to your dietary preferences as well. Like if you're keto, gluten-free, whatever. And my favorite thing about Thrive Market is knowing that when you join, you are also helping a family in need with their one-to-one -one membership matching program. You join and then they give someone who needs the help with the groceries to feed their family. I love when I see big businesses giving back like that. I also have a discount code, of course, for you guys. So if you join Thrive Market today, you will get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash probably for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash probably thrivemarket.com slash probably. I was going through the biggest breakup of my life and I don't know why I decided to pick up a journal and start journaling, but I need to paint the scene for you guys that I'm 22 years old. I am living with another in these journal entries. I'll kind of skip past those because I was just talking to producer Courtney and I was like, it's so crazy that you read stuff at 22 or sorry, you write stuff at 22 that I'm reading now at almost 30. And I'm like, oh my God, I was being like so inconsiderate to someone's feelings and now I'm older and I'm like oh anyways I'll get to that in a second and that's a part of all of this we're really gonna go deep on Shannon here but um anyways I was living with someone at the time a roommate my first roommate in Nashville and I was about to move in by myself to the infamous apartment that I couldn't afford so I Airbnb'd it out okay so that's like the world in which I'm in I'm doing hair extensions you guys hear about it all the time in my ads that I do on my podcast like I'm doing hair extensions illegally my 
like living room because I can't afford my rent. I have not met Kristen Cavallari yet. I have not started anything with social media yet. I am literally just existing in the world of Nashville and I'm begging my parents every like fucking other day to help me with money. They eventually do cut me off. I'm just in this like really very, now that I look back at the time I was like my world, like who else experiences these things? And I'm like, bitch, you are 22 years old and after college. And this is exactly what everyone experiences. So this is like the world that I'm in right now. But like, you know, the TV show hadn't happened yet. Nothing in social media. I didn't even have a real job yet. Like all of this was just happening to me. So that's important to state because I write, I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And this is, this also really paints a scene to who I was at the time on social media, where I was like not really being myself yet on social media. Um, I have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh, who are you? Snapchat? Never heard of her. Um, all of these things I have, but really nowhere where I just go to get real. Oh my God, I'm cringing. I'm cringing. I keep thinking, do I write this journal for me? All the dirt, all the secrets, every little detail, or am I writing this journal in case I die before I'm 30? Huh? Almost there. Um, so that my mom can read it. Or if I die at a hundred, my future grandchildren can read it. Do I keep it PG or not? Then I literally, I don't know why it cringes me out so bad that I wrote out the word G's. I wrote G-E-E-Z. G's. There's not that many things in my life that are X-rated. Like, first of all, I was a fucking slut. <laughs> yeah, there are. Anyways, um, I guess I'll just play it by ear. I'm 22. I live in Nashville. Like not the about me. Like what is this journal entry? It really is like, it's cringing me the fuck out. I'm 22 years old. I live in Nashville. I'm happy. No, you aren't, but ready. She goes, I'm happy. I'm very, very happy. Two berries. So happy that even when I'm sad, which lately I am a good bit since my breakup with blank, even in those sad moments, I'm still happy. I may cry, but a smile creeps by moments later. I feel lucky, so lucky to be living this life here like I am. Also, I am kind of shitting on like 22 year old Shannon. She probably really felt something when she wrote this, but I don't know why I'm like, just like gaslighting the fuck out of her. I'm like, you're not happy, <laughs> but it's because I've read the rest of the journal. So I'm like, babe, stop playing yourself. Um, this isn't just a bunch of bullshit to pretend that I'm doing great. And then I write in parentheses, that's what Instagram is for. <laughs> um, this is real. And on a rainy Wednesday in Nashville, I'm happy. Not me literally thinking I am doing some milk and honey, like poetic shit there. Like I am dead ass. Like I am a writer, like on this rainy Wednesday in Nashville, I am happy. Like bitch go to San Anejo and have a margarita and shut the fuck up. All right. Then the weirdest thing of all is that I signed every entry, signed them all, signed them. Okay. Unimportant, but the next, um, the next entry is like very long talks about going to Chicago with Taylor. It's fun. I miss my ex, whatever. He and I have been broken up for like two months at this point. I write, I hope I can find my husband before I'm 25. I don't have to be married by then. I just want to know who it is. Should I do the bachelor? Ugh, so many questions. I keep getting reached out about the bachelor, but my mom will fucking kill me if I ever do reality TV. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is just so funny to me. There's an entry where I say a lot of random stuff that's not important, but I say I have $140, sorry, I have $240 in my bank account. At the end of the weekend, I'll have 130. How I knew that math, I don't know. I don't know. But I basically, there are two themes. There are two themes in these in this journal and I, I'll, I'll read these individual entries, but something I want to speak on and I'll do it individually throughout the entries that I read, but there are two mega, mega themes within these Dear Diary moments, this like Debbie Ryan journal. And it is one, I have no money. Okay. I am broke. I'm poor. I have no money. Two, I am so irrevocably, is that the right word? Irrevocably? who knows I am so motherfucking heartbroken you can't even like I these some of these pages are literally crispy like I feel and can see the tear marks of the the literal saline that fell onto the pages that's how upset I am so I'm reading all these one to just like get a good giggle because they're just so fucking funny and lame and interesting to read back on seven years ago and two because if you were listening to this and you were 22 you were 32 you're 42 you're 26 you were 25 all the fuck if you were any age and you are experiencing either of these things right now you were like I am so broke I am so heartbroken I really hope you're not doing both at the same time because that was a really trying time for me. Okay. That was really, it's really tough to be both at the same time. Okay. But if you are someone who's experiencing either, either one of those or both, I need you. I'm not trying to take my own horn right here, but I need you to be like that with Shannon and look at her now. And I'm saying that as myself, I'm saying it to me. I'm, I am reveling in this moment. I am saying, look at me now. 
And I'm only like, I, I can only imagine in 2023 what I'll look back on seven years from now and think, oh my God, I thought I had everything that was worthwhile then. You know, I want you to really fucking realize that life, life is motherfucking it's going to get better. It is going to get better. Okay. So that's the point of reading all these journal entries, but basically the two themes are that I'm broken. I'm heartbroken. So let's go through it. Let's dive in. Um, now it's, now it is July, July 5th, 2016, 5:52 PM. Very important to note that I, I kind of wrote at the same time a lot. Remember that time a 22 year old in the year of 2016 actually thought if she bought a journal, she'd use it every day. Anyways, here I am just a couple days late. I'm on a flight back from South Carolina with Taylor. It was a lot of fun. It's crazy to go home for more than two to three days and see how much I miss Nashville. I mean, I love seeing my family and I miss them so much, but my home is definitely now in Nashville. I was homesick for my friends. I was also homesick for my bed. Taylor, Taylor's still hurting. Taylor was going through her own personal heartbreak at this time. So I read a bit a little bit about, about that. But um, I also, I wish she was here because I did, I do like this sentence. I think her sadness is turning into anger and I think that's a good thing. <laughs> okay. I'm getting slightly better with blank and ice breakup. There are certainly still many moments of sadness and the good has started to far outweigh the sad moments, but it's a very back and forth sort of feeling. But I know that he was not my forever. I know that it's just hard to remind myself at times. Guys, keep in mind, this is July. This is also so important because I really don't fucking hope for you guys that your heartbreaks last this long, but I need to put timestamps on this because July, 2016, I am saying, I feel like my heartbreak's like kind of closing in. It's almost over. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I say, um, I says actually this sentence is some mean things about where he's at in his life. I don't really think I need to read that. Um, <laughs> I'm basically just trying to convince myself he's not the one for me. Okay. I say from age 17 on, I have had a boyfriend or at least was talking to someone. And I list Jordan, Michael, David blank, and then I wrote Shannon underscore, 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 underscore. Like I was like, now it's your turn. Now it's, now it's you. Now you're the boyfriend. Anyways, like, I just feel like this is all very Debbie Ryan of me. I said, I'm making or going to try to make a personal goal of loving myself for a while and being okay with being alone. I have so many friends and I could really dive into work what work? Um, I've officially hit a milestone in my adult life. At the age of 22 years old, I'm going to be living alone in a nice one bedroom apartment in Midtown. Spoiler alert, she could not afford, <laughs> she could not afford to live alone <laughs> in a nice apartment in Midtown. Massive spoiler alert. Um, most of the, I'm dead. Most of the 26 year olds I know aren't even doing that. Dead, not me shading the 26 year olds that I know. Okay. It'll be worth it. I just ordered a Bloody Mary on the flight. Till next time. I had to shield my eyes when I was just over at Taylor's house because she was packing and I cannot express you guys how poorly she packs because I am, as you know, the queen of packing. Okay, I am. I should win an award. I should have a medal. I should have a plaque somewhere. I'm just going to always be the queen. But here's the thing. What does packing start with? luggage and it's got to be good luggage because that is the blueprint of the packing okay and listen i've tried all the luggages i've tried them all so that you do not have to and bar none the best on the market is you guessed it yep i talk about it all the time but base the way this luggage will solve all your problems is insane beginning with my personal favorite aspect and everyone's the overweight indicator okay ain't nobody trying to have all their luggage spread out on the counter of delta for the world to see all your thongs your socks whatever in there because you're two pounds over and you just didn't know okay and i've actually tried those other overweight indicators but they're like hooks. It broke one of my luggage things one time. I just got really angry. So the fact that base has this like overweight indicator, it's just this little red dot that pops up when you pull up the side um, handle. It's just amazing. I think it's the most iconic thing ever. Okay. But base has also my favorite thing, which is this little stress ball, squishy cushion thing on the underside of the handle for comfort when you pull it and it glides like a dream. Cause there's nothing worse than a suitcase. that doesn't roll right. It's like having a grocery cart at the grocery store. That's always wonky. Like you just don't want it. Okay. I have two of their weekender bags, by the way. I gave one as a gift one time because they are just iconic. It slides right over your suitcase to sit on top of it. It's got so many amazing interior pockets. And my favorite thing is the genius underneath zipper compartment for shoes to save space. They have thought of everything, not to mention the colors are just so aesthetically pleasing. They have really bright colors. They have more neutral muted colors. They have everything to just make your travel experience also fabulous. Okay. I could talk about them for hours, but I will get to the discount. All right. Right now, Base is offering my listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash probably that's basetravel.com slash probably for 15% off your first purchase. B E I S travel.com slash probably. Okay. Now, two days later, July 7th, 2016, I say at 1124 AM, 
Why do I put the times? Just had to pay $85 for an Alive at 25 class. Dude, I remember taking that shit when I was 15 and it was miserable. I'm going to be there with a bunch of 16-year-olds. Ugh. Also, on top of the $44 clerk fee, let me just reiterate that at this point in my life, I was so broke that I, like, like the way you are saying dollar amounts being like $44 for the clerk fee, $85 for the class. Like you never was I better at math than when I was broke because I was adding that shit up. Okay. Um, I am losing so much money and I am so scared that I won't be able to afford my apartment. Spoiler alert. Um, I know that my mom and dad aren't going to help me. I went over to blank's place yesterday to talk to him. This is something I would do with my ex all the time. Um, and this is something I also want to talk about. I can talk about it later on at length. And now I realize this podcast is getting kind of long with my weird journal entries. So I will save this for another day, but I don't want to cast blame or, um, name call my ex ex at the time, but something that was really hard for me was I was still so in love with him. Obviously he broke up with me. He ended things with me and never told me he loved me when we dated for a year and a half ish, whatever. Um, something that really upset me at the time was I felt like he was really selfish whenever I would, we would, we would hook up or like see each other a lot afterwards. I'd be like, we need to talk. And I'd be like, he's such a nice guy. He always like lets me talk, but really we would like hook up. And at one point or at some point it got to the, the, level that I was like, I literally am telling him how hard this is for me. I'm telling him I want to be with him. I'm telling him this is hard for me. And he is still choosing the selfish route of hooking up with me or not leading me on. Cause he never told me like, I want to, he never did anything like crazy. Like I still love you. I want to be with you. And then we would never get back together. We never once got back together, but it was just like, I was like a puppet. Like I was, he wasn't trying to make me his puppet, but I was like, if he had his hands here, I was picking my own strings up and wrapping them around his hands. And he wasn't voluntarily controlling me with his hands, but I was like giving him the power to the point that like, I do wish at some point he would get a pair of scissors while this um, metaphor is going far. Um, I do wish he had gotten the scissors and just cut the strings because like, I do think that at some point in a relationship, and if you're this person for someone else, I do think it is your responsibility to protect someone's emotions, hearts, and feelings. And I felt like he was choosing a selfish route of always still being like, oh, you want to chat? Oh, you want to hook up? Okay, we can. I wish he would have been like, no, this is not healthy. You are not over me. I, anyways, that that's a theme in this journaling as you'll read or listen to again. Anyways, um, it was really embarrassing because I say, I went over to Blank's place yesterday to talk. I was there for two hours. It went so well. Me, I'm me, The word Delulu is such a like, like, hot word right now, but like this journal is so Delulu. Okay. Um, it went so well. He told me that he did love me and that felt good to hear. Also, by the way, side note, I do not remember that happening. Like I joke all the time that like, he never told me he loved me, whatever. I'm like, I do not recall him telling me that. Was I lying to myself in this journal? Maybe he like low key sort of admitted it. I don't know. Anyways, um, that felt really good to hear. I know blank isn't my forever, but he's one of the most amazing people that I've ever met. And I feel really lucky to have been his girlfriend for over a year. He taught me so much. I don't think I'll ever stop loving him deep, deep down in my heart. Someone, someone stole Mimi's pretzel ring. It's all my fault. I'm so fucking annoyed. I'm an idiot and I'm sad. Oh, I'm not wearing the ring right now. I think it was because I was washing my hands, but that is so funny that that's dated for when Taylor and I went to South Carolina and someone stole my ring and then I found it again. Um, anyways, I say this made me sad. This was an entry from July 8th, 2016. And I don't ever really feel like this way anymore because I don't think ever, I think I've just grown up and I've matured, but I wrote at 3.58 PM. Why did I write the time? I wrote, I hate when I know I just annoyed someone or a group of friends. And then when I leave, I feel like they're probably saying things like, geez, she was getting on my nerves. She's a lot or something like, man, I can only handle Shannon in doses. It's a really terrible feeling. I feel like I overwhelm people a lot with my personality. I know I can be annoying, but it just makes me sad. Oh my God. I just want to give her a hug. I'm like, you probably were annoying people, but it's okay. Like, no, it's okay. <laughs> You're fine. Oh, it's sad. Okay. The next day, um, just got a call. I do not have to take a live at 25. Thank God. Um, I have another day to complete it. I talk about all the cool stuff I'm doing. I'm going to see Guns N' Roses backstage. Okay. That's pretty cool. Blank and I have been texting a lot. Hasn't gotten hard yet. LOL. I wonder if everything is going to be fine. How we had a talk and he told me that all the things I needed to hear him say, we'll see. I'm going to try to not keep it up too much, not text him too much. Okay. Then I put the then I did put the backstage pass for Guns N' Roses and I wrote shout out to Andre for not being creepy and giving us backstage passes to Guns N' Roses. No strings attached. I don't remember Andre, but shouts out. You sound like a nice guy. There are several times throughout this entire journal that I say I need to stop writing about that ex. And I'm here to tell you, don't stop writing about it. Get it out of your system. 
you got to get it out. Okay, you just do. I talk about how I went over to a friend's house. We had dinner. It was delicious. Then a friend and I went to Tin Roof. I saw Blank. He was wearing those damn overalls and he looked so good. It made me miss him. I miss him. I miss him so much. And then I said a bunch of stuff about his appearance. And then he texted me when he left and he said, sorry, I had to leave. I just kept wanting to squeeze you. And then I write on here, ugh, don't send me shit like that. Trying to get over him is so hard. Trying to remind myself that being alone is okay. Being Shannon and single is hard. But here's what I just want to reiterate. This is the point where I realized that like he was doing things that just felt manipulative to my feelings. Um, okay. So I talk about how I finally moved in by myself. It was great. Then eight is August. Yeah. All right. Hear me out. I am surrounded by babies 24 seven. So it is not that weird that I would have baby fever, but I want us to, to, to just go back a little bit. Okay. I want us to dive back into our little memory box and think about sex ed for a second. Okay. Cause it is absolutely drilled into our heads how to prevent pregnancy. But what about when we're actually, you know, having baby fever and we want to plan for it. I feel like we're taught that we're supposed to go to the OBGYN once a year for our annual checkup, but checking in our fertility, it doesn't really happen until we're ready for kids. And then sometimes not even then. More times than not, we are not checking in with our fertility until we find ourselves actually struggling to get pregnant. We no longer live in a day and age where we just have to sit around and wait and see. Why not find out sooner? Because here's the thing, guys. Knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. Because if we aren't, who is? All right? And that is exactly why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple, tiny little finger prick. I did it a few years ago, actually, with Modern Fertility. And I was like 24, 25. And the prick was not bad at all. I was kind of nervous. And then I was like, this was really easy. And I've just now done it again, now that I'm 29. And I am, like I said, having a little bit of baby fever, but also I'm just more curious about my body as I age. They make it so easy to, you just mail in a sample that you take with the prepaid label, and then you get your personalized results within six business days. It's super quick and easy. And what you get back is really cool because they give you insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, AKA if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go really deep into what every hormone means too. So if you're like me and you don't understand any of the very scientific verbiage, don't worry. They break it down really nicely in layman's terms for you. Also, you can download the results and share them with your doctor, which is really nice. Traditional hormone testing at the doctor is literally so expensive. Okay. At a traditional fertility clinic, it can cost over $600, but modern fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only a hundred. $179. Oh, and you can get reimbursed for the test through FSA or HSA. Right now, even better, Modern Fertility is offering my listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash probably. That means your test will literally cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash probably. That's modernfertility.com slash probably. Okay. So August 3rd, 2016, I didn't put what time it is. I am currently very, very afraid. It's a very short entry. I am currently very, very afraid that in the, about four months, I will no longer be able to pay my rent. Seriously. I think I got an apartment that was too expensive. I need a job ASAP. Okay. That was August, August, 2016, March, 2017. I write, just found this shit under my mattress. <laughs> just tickles me pink. It just tickles me pink. Just found this shit under my mattress. It's been eight months. It was actually really cool to read back on all this stuff. I'm going to try to keep up with it. I have been ready. Here's the spiral. And it's, it's interesting to read all of this back from a perspective of someone who's now like I'm living in a home with the love of my life and I want to be with him for the rest of my life. And I foresee that in my future. I feel like that's a very undelulu thing to say that we will, you know, most likely spend our forever together. I hope. Fingers crossed. Uh, really hope that for myself. But you know, I can feel confident in saying that out loud to a public forum. That's my hopes and dreams. Okay. And it is so interesting to read back on this because I write, it's been eight months and it was really cool to read back on all this stuff. I'm going to try to keep up with it. By the way, I've been hooking up with blank here and there. Br me, I'm like, bruh, don't you just read this? You're like, no, you were getting good. You were so proud of yourself. Okay. Me, I was like trying to stop texting him. And then I'm like, by the way, I'm trying to like so casually say it to you. I'm like, by the way, I've been hooking up with blank here and there for like, not much. I write not much like, sorry. I write like five to eight times here and there. That is so specific. <laughs> that is so fucking specific. Like, five to eight times a month. So it's not that bad. Bitch, that is twice a week. That is so specific. Like, like the way, like you were so delusional. 
I still think about him occasionally, care about him, and I do still miss him. No shit, bitch. <laughs> no shit, bitch. What? Okay. Yeah, no shit. Um, anyways, I say I went on a date with someone. It made me giddy. I stopped thinking about blank. So, and then I wrote, so haha. <laughs> It is possible, and I clearly don't actually want to be with blank. I just want companionship. We got to do some inner work, Shannon. We've really got to dive deep on some inner work, okay? Um, I crave companionship. Living alone is amazing, but it's really hard. I get lonely. I really do. I keep telling myself and others that I'm just not going to text blank back one day so that he can feel rejected, and he will get the hint that I'm trying to move on, and he won't text me anymore. But then I go and text him, dumb underscore, Maybe one day I'll learn. I don't know. Tomorrow makes 10 months since the breakup. By the way, that is actually crazy. I write this and I, and I, and I keep reading this. And I, and I remember, although this whole journal is giving Debbie Ryan, I do immediately get put back in the same like, like feelings and headspace in, as the Shannon that was 22. I remember it, right? Because I was her writing this. And I'm like, damn. I remember thinking I have been broken up with this guy for 10 months. And I still am not over him. So I'm saying this all to say, like, if you're going through a breakup, if you're like, no, he's got to be my forever because it's 10 months and I'm still thinking about him. He's probably not. He's probably not. But everyone gets over things differently. And when you were still hooking up with someone five to eight times a month, like what? And when you were still hooking up with someone, when you were still texting them, when you're still talking to them, like that is why my biggest advice to anyone going through heartache, they did it. Cut off the communication. Okay. And if he is your puppeteer, Maybe he doesn't mean to. I don't want to like fucking, you know, totally castrate him during this podcast. But like, you know, I wish he would have held my feelings a little bit more close to his responsibility chest. If he if you're with someone that's not doing that, then you do it for your fucking self. You do it for yourself and you cut off communication. But anyways, this guy didn't and I didn't. But it's crazy to think that 10 months after we broke up, I was still this, you know, helping over him. But I write in here. I wrote. I don't know. Tomorrow makes 10 months since the breakup. Also, I like remembered the breakup anniversary. That's sad. Tomorrow makes 10 months since the breakup. I'm not like, mm, but I'm like, mm. and this is an important, um, cause I read this out to Courtney and I showed her and she goes, what year was this? Were there not emojis? And I was like, I don't know because I wrote in here, I wrote, I'm not like sad face. I'm like slash face. Okay. You see that? Oh, we'll, we'll just make it's, it's sad that I wrote that. Okay. Uh, this, this entry on, uh, March 8th, the next day, 2017 is dumb. I say, I miss blank a little less every day. That's great. I want to buy a house and be an adult, but that is hard when you're poor. <laughs> Where should we go get dinner and drinks tonight? Anyways. All right. Gotta go get my apartment ready for an Airbnb tonight. Me. I'm like, I'm poor. Where should we get dinner and drinks? Also, I've got an Airbnb in my apartment so I can afford it. Okay. There's one entry where I talk about how I'm trying to stop putting sugar in my coffee. Like bitch, shut the fuck up. Like literally shut up. There is a couple of entries where I do something specific for this ex of mine where I'm like helping him out in life, like with something he was doing in his life. And then I majorly regret it. I'm like, why am I helping him? I'm trying to act like there's no strings attached and I'm just happy to help. It's like almost as if I like was, this is not the situation at all, but it's almost as if like he needed someone that had a truck and I had a truck and I'm like, oh my God, I'll help you with your move. That wasn't the situation. But like, there's many times where I just talk about like, I, I am again on the puppet string, right? So now this is 328. So this is about the end of the month, the beginning of the month, I was like, um, oh, you know, I'm trying to be better. I found this under a mattress. 328, 2017, about 30 days later at 4.57 PM, I write, and this is the one that's crunchy. This is the one that's crunchy and I can feel, I can literally, I can see the tear marks on it when I hold it in the light. It's like kind of sad. I wrote, breakdown, absolute breakdown. I wonder when I read back on this, if I will remember how I felt right now. I do. How I can barely see the words that I am writing through the tears in my eyes. I am actually heaving right now, real sobs. In a month and a half, it'll have been a year since the breakup, yet here I am, here I sit sobbing in my apartment alone. I am so sad. I have never been so sad in my life, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was probably the saddest of it in my life, just to be clear. So consistently sad. I should try to count how many days I go without crying over blank. I'm not sure it's too many. I want it to be over and done. I want to stop thinking about him. I want it all to stop. I want the heart to the hurt to stop. I want the obsession to stop. I mean, like the way that I would like look at his social media or anything that he gave me an insight to his life was crazy. I'm actually getting kind of emotional reading this. Um, why didn't I say no to helping with blank? Why didn't I do what's best for me and continue to walk the fuck away? It has been a year and I hardly have taken one step forward. Should I see a damn psych psychiatrist about it? Should I pray? Is this God urging me to seek him and find him again? I do not know what to do to stop being so heartbroken. I want control of my life back. I want this to be my past, but it is continuously controlling my future. God, if you're there, please help me. <laughs> 
God, if you're there, it's me, Shannon. Holy fuck. <laughs> this Debbie Ryan journal is sad. That was a really sad journal entry for me, though. Then the very next day at 2.23 p.m., the very next day I wrote, today is a better day. <laughs> I just know I saw this at Cracker Barrel. I wrote, today is a better day. I am the captain of my soul and the master of my fate. <laughs> like, bitch, I know you went to Home Goods. I know you were looking for a throw pillow at Home Goods and you saw that on a wood poster and you said, I'm writing that in my journal. I am the captain of my soul and the master of my fate, and I am going to be okay. Okay. Okay, were you? Okay. Think you know diamonds? Well, I'm here to tell you, probably not as much as you think. Over a billion years old, the natural diamond is still very much part of the present. Our engagement ring, the gift from a partner, or jewelry that we buy to celebrate a win sparks a lot of joy. Okay. A lot of joy. But did you know that the stone is connected to 10 million people around the world from Canada to Africa to Australia? The impact of the natural diamond industry is huge, providing healthcare, building schools and roads to promote communities worldwide. Your natural diamond saves threatened species like the African elephant from extinction and protects more land than Paris, London, and New York City combined. Each natural diamond promises a more sparkling future for generations to come. Discover so much more natural diamond truths at naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. About five days later, I say, um, I just got back to Nashville. My friend's wedding was fun. I, I thought this was funny because I list all the things I'm doing today. I'm doing a ladies extensions illegally. Um, I get my own haircut and then I'm doing this. I, oh, oh this is what, this is why I bookmarked this one. I am strongly considering doing this reality TV show that might end up on E! News, but I know it will ruin Taylor's and I's friendship. I just know it will. But what the hell else do I have going in my life? How pathetic is that? Am I really to this point that I've gotten to? That's pretty sad. And then I write below, update with an arrow. I am not doing that trash TV show. Okay. This is fantastic because that is, that is, J uh, wait, January, February, March, April, April 3rd, 2017. Okay. And at 8 45 AM, like what the fuck am I writing? Um, okay. Then I, I go on to say a bunch of stuff. I helped that guy with this thing. He's so selfish, never thinking about the consequences of others' feelings. We hooked up. He said, I'm sorry. I initiated that I, on me. I'm like, right, I'm writing in my journal. Are you sorry? Are you? And this is again, I'll skip it all. But like, this is me being like, he's a puppeteer, whatever. Okay. Then on the 13th, so April 3rd, I say, I'm not doing that fucking TV show. On the 13th of April, I say, update. I think I am going to do that TV show. <laughs> here's, here's the Debbie Ryan entry. If it crashes and burns, welp, I'll build myself back up from the ashes. <gasps> like, oh my God, Shannon. Like, it's so hard to read these. Okay. Um, let's just hope it does okay. My biggest worry. So here's something that Taylor, and, and we're, we are going to do a, and I say we because I'm going to have cast members back. Um, we are going to do a rewatch of the Very Cavalry, you know, TV show. If you never watch that show, it's okay. You guys don't have to go watch it back. It'll just be interesting because I will give you insight to kind of what gave me this platform on social media, which obviously was Very Cavalry. And we'll talk about it later and we'll do it more often. But like if you literally are like, I fucking hate that, then that's okay. You don't listen to the it was only eight episodes. It'll be eight episodes of the podcast. But like, I feel like you guys are going to miss me and you'll probably want to listen. So I'm not telling you to go start a resurgence and watch watch Barry Cavalieri. I don't make any fucking royalties from it. So, uh, you don't have to go back and watch it. The rewatch episodes will be much like this journal. It'll be very like easy to understand them. Anyways, this is funny because I was so afraid and we can delve into it more whenever Taylor and I do a couple rewatch episodes. Cause obviously she'll be a character on the show. Um, we were convinced that they were going to try to pit us against each other as friends. We were like, we're going to go in as best friends and they're going to try to pit us against each other. That is so strangely, not at all what happened. But anyways, um, I go on to say, uh, my biggest worry is that it'll make Taylor and I not friends anymore. I should have gone on and <laughs> I should have gone and gotten a money order for my rent, but instead I spent $400 on tanning supplies. <laughs> Shannon, uh, Shannon, this is a finance podcast. God bless being a redhead, but Lord help me. I hope my kids never have to go through this. Shout, James, come through with those jeans, please. Okay. Um, Blank's mom and sister are in town. I go on to say my ex's sister and mom are in town. They're doing so many fun things. I wish I was with him. I wish I could take a pill to forget him altogether. What's worse is it's been a year and I know he is. I say, I know he's damn sure not writing in a journal about me. <laughs> he probably wouldn't. Okay. Um, the next entry on April 21st, 2017. 
11.31 a.m. I got the job with Kristen Cavallari, running all of her social media for Uncommon James. And then I go on to talk about that. I can actually bring these back up during the uh, rewatch because it's just really interesting because I really do document this a good bit of all my actual um, like thoughts during it all. It's really funny. Um, okay. April 28th, 2017. I'm trying really hard to shake this whole blank thing. I'm going to try and stop writing about him. I think that will probably help. I mean, babes, just write about it if you need to. I wanted to ask um, my friend, this girl named Abby, I wanted to ask her so bad if blank was working at Tin Roof last night. I didn't because what's the point? I also didn't go, honestly, good for Shannon. I'm really, I'm proud of Shannon here. I also didn't go to Tin Roof last night because what's the fucking point? Good job, Shannon. There was a point in my life where I was continuously going to this man's place of work, his establishment that he worked at, because I'm like, perfect, he'll have to see me and I'll see him. And he'll obviously fall back in love with me from seeing me at a bar while he's opening beers. The fuck? The fuck? If you're doing that, no, he won't. <laughs> no, he won't. Don't stop doing that. Stop doing it. Okay. Um, so I was proud of myself for saying that. Um, here goes a real attempt at getting over and moving on. I start my job with Kristen in three days. I am so scared. I want it to be perfect. What if it sucks? I miss my mom and my dad. I wish they lived closer. Um, I say, oh, this is where I say I have $236 in my account and I bet after this weekend, it's at least 130. Um, I also really need a computer. Meanwhile, I want to go get a manicure. Nope. I am not spending money on that. I should get myself another job. That's what I should do. Okay. Then I say, Filming starts tomorrow. Looks like I'm doing the show after all. Here's to hoping it won't crash and burn. This is fucking hilarious. You guys know the backstory between me and Taylor and the first time that she met Mike. And I have a journal entry. I have a journal entry. I tried to FaceTime Taylor and read this to her, but her Wi-Fi wasn't working. I'm dead. I cannot wait for her to read this. Taylor and I are kind of in a fight right now, which is very unlike us. It is because of the most stupid reason. Sorry you think Mike also, Mike is this guy that we just met at the lake is cute. And when he wanted to hang out with me, <laughs> you text me and said you were into him. I'm sorry. Didn't realize. Anyways, you did not talk to me like a friend talks to another friend. And I am really upset right now. Okay. Not her literally being married next door to this man with three children. And I'm the godmother. Like what the fuck everyone. I cannot stress this enough. Write a fucking journal. Write a fucking journal. Like this shit is so funny to look back on. All right. Then October is 10, right? October 2nd, 2017 at 10.08 a.m. Honestly, if you write a journal, please start putting the time. It's so interesting. Like, why did I do that? Okay. I long for the day. So guys, this is literally at this point, most likely a year and a half to two years. No. Okay. It's not two years. It's like a year and a half, a year-ish. I long for the day that I don't open this journal and write about blank. I long for the day that someone else makes me so happy. He brings so much joy to my life and makes me feel so sure of myself and so confident in our relationship that thoughts of blank are a mere memory in my rear view mirror. I continue. And if you were listening to this podcast, I just looked at the motherfucking camera because guess what? I am dating someone who makes me feel that way. Okay. One day there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a motherfucking light at the end of the tunnel. I know you don't think there is. I am reading the thoughts, the words, the conscious, literal ever writings of someone who thought, when will this get better? And now I'm like, it is so much better. And by the way, I'm reading this seven years later. It was better two years later. Okay. Everything is going to be okay. Um, I say, I continuously make myself look like a desperate fool to him. It is no wonder that he wants nothing to do with me. Why would he? If I think of the roles reversed, I would be so disinterested in anyone who would behave the way that I do with him over and over and over again. He has never once in the year and a half that we've been broken up ever once con contacted me first to come over. That is embarrassing. Um, come on, Shannon. Me talking to me. This is so Debbie Ryan of me. Come on, Shannon. Doesn't that tell you something? I've got to stop justifying my text him. I actually thought I, I bookmarked this because I thought this part was really important. I wrote, I have got to stop justifying my text to him. I just say things like, well, fuck it. If he rejects me, I don't care. I would I would be at such a low point that I truly would convince myself. Like, I guess kind of rightfully so. I get the mentality. I'd be like, what do I have to fucking lose? So what? I've already been humiliated. I've already been rejected. I'm already so low on the totem pole of like this shit that I would tell myself that like who cares if he doesn't respond to me who fucking cares who fucking cares uh, let me tell you something ladies boys 
anyone listening to this fucking care. Have more fucking self-respect for yourself. Okay. So I said, I've got to stop justifying my text to him. I just say things like, well, fuck it. If he rejects me, I don't care, but you should care. Shannon, you should have more self-respect. You should have pride for yourself. You should have more want for yourself. You should want better for yourself. It's October, 2017. It's been a long time. It's time to stop doing this for yourself. Make a change, make a real effort and try harder. Not me laying down the motherfucking hammer to myself. Okay. So that was October 2nd, 2017, December 21st, 2017, 5.01 PM. (laughs) I say, well, I did that. I finally started caring about myself and I finally for at least 99% stopped giving a fuck about blank. It has been a rocky fucking road. I have lost friends. I've lost the respect of a lot of people and I've lost my mind a couple of times in between, but I finally started standing up for myself, speaking the truth about the situation. And you know what? I don't cry about him anymore. And then that's literally what it ends on. <laughs> like, by the way, I quite literally jabbled up a couple more things and like, mm, that was here. That was literally it. Noom, noom, noom. You have heard me rave about it. So let's break it down, okay? It all starts with food, or I guess more so eating, and what our relationship with that looks like. And I know, I know for some people, eating can be an emotional experience. It could be something that you turn to maybe during a high in your life. It could be something that you run to during a low in your life. Me personally, I'm both. I'm celebrating with food. I'm sad with food. If it's raining, I'm eating. If it's sunshine, I'm eating. But here's the thing everyone is different. So when it comes to managing your weight, it makes sense that Noom has taken a very personalized psychology-based approach. Noom is really upping the game in such a positive way in regards to weight management, because you know how a lot of those weight programs out there focus on what we should be eating? Well, Noom is using science to help you understand why you eat. And those are two very different things, okay? I feel like it's important to know the difference, which Noom is doing with their psychology-based approach that helps you build better habits and better behaviors that are easier to maintain easier to maintain because, well, they're simply becoming a part of your day-to-day life because that is what we should be focusing on, by the way. Not these short-term easy fixes, but truly building habits that will last a lifetime. James is obviously in the health and fitness world, and he is always telling me and going on and on about habits and how you build real results with habits that you change in your life and implement every day. Not just trying to change the number on the scale, but changing our mentality overall. Noom is super personalized as well. They've got coaches helping you every step of the way. And here's the kicker and the most amazing part, they're humans, not robots. And the best part too, is that you get to decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. So it's great for anyone out there that thinks that they might be too busy or not have time for this. I promise they make it easy. Okay. Also, plus the steps they give you are going to be ones that you can apply and put into practice on day one. Okay. So no waiting around. What are you waiting for? Sign up for your trial today at noom.com. That's N O O M.com to sign up for your trial today. Yeah, that was that, but I found this stuffed into that journal. And I want to read this because, um, you guys can copy this and we'll end the podcast here. I did not think this would take that long, but here we are. Dear diary is it was a long episode, but I wrote this. It has, it has double-sided tape. That's like yellow from the time it has double-sided tape. And it was written on the back of one of those like pieces of paper, um, in a journal that had the date on it. So I wrote, so this is April 9th. I would assume, I don't know when in this world, but I wrote this and I stuck this. It's funny because I stuck this to the, um, the mirror of my, I lived alone and I, I, at least I had my own bathroom kind of vibes and I stuck it to the mirror of my bathroom and I forced myself and it was so weird. Even my Debbie Ryan ass thought it was so fucking weird to do this back then, but I forced myself. I read it somewhere or heard it somewhere that if you say it out loud, not, not read it in your head, but you read it out loud in your voice out loud to yourself in the mirror every day, you consciously are forced to hear yourself say these words. So this is what I'm going to let you guys copy it. Maybe we'll add it to the notes of this, you know, podcast if you guys want to copy it down. But I wrote to myself and I did, I read it out loud to myself every day. And it was so funny because if anyone would come over to my apartment, there were times like guys would come over to my apartment. I'd be like, I gotta get that off my mirror. And I would like, like shove it into a drawer. And then I would always, I would always pick it back up and I would stick it to my mirror. And when I tell you guys, believe me, if you want to, don't believe me. I know, like I said in the journal, it was a rocky road, but this helped so much. These are my words. I didn't read this somewhere. This is just from the heart. But if you want to copy it, you're welcome to. I wrote. So this is what was like stuck to my mirror and I forced myself to read it out loud every day. It was truly so awkward to read this out loud. I mean, it's like seven in the morning and I'm brushing my teeth, getting ready for the day. And I forced myself to read it out loud, not read it, read it out loud. I said, you are enough. 
You are worthy. You are worthy of a greater love. You are worthy of recognition. You are worthy of so much more than he has ever given to you. You are worth so much more than he ever made you feel. You are worth more than you have given yourself in the past two years. You are not a child. You are strong. You are worth more Shannon. Insert your own name. This isn't a season of growth. This isn't a season of change. This is a season that you are wasting on someone who does not know your worth. Then I circled, get a grip. Because here is, I think, why I wrote that last part. I kept telling myself, this is a season of growth, this season of change. Like, this is a season of like wondering and like figuring things out. And then I was like, no, bitch, it's been two years. You, this is a season of your life that you're spending wasting on someone else, wasting your time on someone else. And I get it. Times are hard. This is proof. I am admitting that there were two years of my life where I was obsessed with trying to make someone else love me back. And by God, Shannon, he didn't. And it's okay. And I know I joke about it and I laugh about it. I even say during my live shows, I'm like, go to the roof, meet a guy who maybe I told him I loved him after a year and a half. And he said, thanks for telling me that. But like, that was a real heartbreak for me, you know? And I look at where I'm at now and I look at the love I found and the man I found and just like my own self that I found. I've looked at the Shannon that I found since then and I'm really proud of the Shannon that taped this to her mirror and said, you gotta do this. So maybe you're happily married and you're in a relationship and maybe you listen to this whole podcast and you were like, oh, I remember being like that or I never experienced that or maybe you turned it off because you're like, this, I can't relate. But if you, I swear, I just know someone listening to this will be going through this right now and I really hope this helped you to know that you're not alone, but also, bitch, strap in, get a grip. Come on, I'm yelling at you, get a grip. I wrote it to myself, get a grip. This is not a season of change. This is not a season of growth. It is a season that you are wasting on someone that does not deserve you, okay? So- Debbie Ryan yourself out of that, okay? Just put your little side bangs, look up weirdly, and I love you guys. That's the end of my Dear Diary episode. The next episode will be the fabulous, wonderful, amazing Courtney LaCourt, aka Cheese Gal. After that, we will finish the season with Anna Grace. Boop squad. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to my very awkward journal entries. I love you so much. Also, like, swear to God, I'm going to start another journal. I'm going to, like, open a book today and start a journal. I just feel like I should. I'm going to force producer Courtney to do it too. Okay, love you. Bye.